Okay, what is good, Divine Pill family? So, um, here I am, got my week off. You can see it came back with a little bit of fire. It's one of those things if I need to pull back and take another week off, I will. But um, these are some topics that I've had some clarity and time to think about and how I want to move forward with, with my podcast. I have some exciting news. I will say this. I'm working on another podcast that I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to be launching it on with the Pisces New Moon on March 2nd or 3rd, I believe. <clears throat> no, it's March 2nd. Yeah. March 2nd. And that one I think is way much more in alignment with my personality and um, part of what I consider to be my mission. Um, this one is is basically my tricycle wheel. Um, it's gotten a little bit wobbly, but now I'm at a point where I'm, I'm in some sense wrapping things up with this one. I'm still giving myself um, a little bit more time to kind of still decide at which point this podcast will come to culmination or fine tune the things that we discuss. <clears throat> but it has definitely evolved. Anyways, with that being said, um, with me assessing, you know, musings of a divine feminine and Starting that off, like I said before, with me and thinking that more so I was thinking that this podcast would be about sharing me and who I thought was my twin flame, who was my divine masculine, and clearly going on a completely different tangent, completely different time path. And one of the things as I was deciding what to do with, with this podcast and if it had run its course was coming to the decision I would say the best thing right that has come out of that journey because um I hadn't I've mentioned it a couple of times but I haven't put it really in context was at the time that I was in a relationship with that person I was looking for answers and and the funny thing is actually the way it came across the whole twin flame journey is um and I still follow her to this day but um what is her name let me see if I can try to find it real quick her name is Kayla. Um, I don't remember the name of her channel, coincidentally, but I remember her name is Kayla. And the reason I started watching her was because um, she she did do tarot readings. But the thing is, I, she has a lot of here. If you ever, uh, what is her? Ah, y'all, I wasn't planning on this one. Let me try to find her channel real quick. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm going to give myself like 10 seconds to find her on here because I'm following like 298 people. <laughs> but her name is Kayla. Yeah, I'm not going to find it um, impromptu. And she has a lot of hair. And so I ended up watching her. But the funny thing, the quirk with her is that um and this will help under this will help i will probably put a timestamp when we get to the traits of the divine feminine but she started talking about her twin and i'm like oh my gosh that is so cool she has a twin the whole time i'm thinking it's her brother right so she's sharing her story about her brother and she's pulling the cards but i'm fascinated about the whole thing about like i'm thinking she has a twin brother but then at one point um, she's like, well, we're two completely different signs. And I'm thinking like, oh, maybe it's like her and my ex, which brought, brought me further in because my, not my last ex, but the one before we're two days apart, but, um, we technically could have been, well, no, we were both in the same sign, but I was wondering like, maybe she was, um, cause, cause she's also a, I believe she's a Libra and she was talking to Scorpio or something like that. So I thought that she was further up on the cusp, like, you know, both October babies, but one born. Because I, and it's funny how it all made sense at the time, but I have um, an uncle and an aunt that were born like days apart. They're twins. <clears throat> so I was like, oh my gosh, I found someone who has a twin brother and they're like two zodiac signs, totally fascinating, blah, blah, blah. And then um, I guess because of not understanding the algorithms now the way I do now, I started to get more people and, and, but that was my first encounter. So talking about twins and I'm like, what is this twin thing? And then that's when 
it took me about maybe about two weeks, you know, because I would just go in and watch her. I would be like just fascinated. And she would have her hair in different ways and like braids and cornrows. And but she has a full head of hair. She's um she's a black woman, beautiful black woman, Kayla Lede. So um that's that's kind of how I came across stumbled across the twin flame journey. I was looking for answers on well no, that's it that's the funny thing. I came across her because of her hair. She started talking about her twin, but I thought it was her brother, her twin, and then that's when I and so then I kind of juxtaposed the, that with what was happening with my relationship because she was going through the typical and you know <clears throat> He's not, you know, he's discarded me more than once. He's ghosted it. He's orbited. He comes back to see how I'm doing and then he'll exit and he's toxic and he's low vibrational and just really creating a lot of chaos and grief in her life. Chaos, disorder, the whole gamut. So here comes me and I'm like, oh, well, then maybe that's that's what's happening with me. So I remember googling and searching y'all know how I do and then I'm like well this person's doing that and we're you know things are rocky and um I'm doing everything I can to convince this person that I'm conscious and I'm trying to convince him that I'm spiritual and I'm trying to convince him that I have unconditional love and I'm trying to convince him that I am worth loving you know just really that's and so with me being where I am now, it's kind of like, hmm, I ask myself, well, now that I've recused myself from that, from that journey, right? Um, am I still a divine feminine? So I will tell you, I did um, a search and the first search is what we're going to go over. So 708. Okay. So I'll remember that 708. I'll put it on my phone because sometimes I, um, when I, when I'm done recording, um, I kind of get like, not in a trance, but okay. So I'll make a note. And then when I'm done, I look at my phone and I remember I have to come back and put it, but 708, um, what I did was I did a search. What makes you a divine feminine? Cause I was wondering if it meant that you had to have a divine masculine. And I kind of peeped a little bit of the the stuff that I want to go over with you, but I haven't really gone in depth. But before I came on here, I wanted to just double check. So I did another search on my phone and that one I typed in, um, oh, maybe was I just on it? I typed in, do you need to have a divine masculine in order to be a divine feminine? Because, yeah, and y'all, y'all, I am tab queen. So I have a lot of tabs open. Let me do this. Let me ch- type it in again. But long story short, I didn't find anything that said that. So I just typed in, do you need a divine masculine to be a divine feminine? Um, And this is part of me. Um, divine feminine. Because of the way that I started off, and I think I'm just trying to revisit. Because I, I, um, like I said, I I will be launching a new podcast that is way more in alignment with me and my personality, and I think it'll be easier for me to hit the high vibrational notes that I'm trying to to do for my life path. But um, part of it was trying to figure out with with the, the future of this podcast. You know, do I even call myself a divine feminine? Because I'm not in a in a union um not with a partner and i don't have a counterpart that i would consider to be a um, divine masculine or anything like that so i typed it in here but what it says here um basically i i would have to dig a little bit more and, and if it comes up i'll share with you but it, it doesn't really talk about that aspect of it right it talks about how to connect to the divine feminine calming traits how to awaken the energy the difference between the divine feminine and masculine and that type of thing but it it, from what i can see here it's not really contingent on on that but like i said um this is a journey so um 
if, if I find out otherwise and I need to recuse myself from being, you know, referring to myself as a divine feminine, then I will, I will do that. Now, that being said, <clears throat> I am opening a different tab here because I need to keep a track on the time because if not, I will talk and then run out of time and, and then cry later that I ran out of time. So that being said, it says, what makes you a divine feminine? I did a Google search. You guys know how I do. And so the first thing that came up, it says the divine feminine is a spiritual concept that there exists a feminine counterpart to the patriarchal and masculine worship structures that have long dominated and organized religions. The divine feminine extends well beyond one belief system and instead can be used as a spiritual lens to help balance our perspective. And this was part of what fascinated me. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Of course they stopped it. But here are nine traits of the divine feminine. And I think this is going to be helpful for you and I moving forward. This one is by uh, article mindbodygreen.com. And so, um, oh, 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 the article says nine ways to connect to the divine feminine. So here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, here we have it. Wow. The first subtitle says how the divine feminine relates to the divine masculine. And I'm so glad I caught it because I almost skipped over it. I was going to go to the bullet points, but it says here in the first sentence, Divine feminine and divine masculine cannot exist without the other. Wow. Yeah, there it is. This means that despite our cultural associations of masculine and feminine with men and women, respectively, we all have both energies within us. They just might not be evenly balanced. Now, it says, now, I think what she's trying to say here is because she says, um, too much masculine, we get aggression and domination. Too much feminine, we get disempowerment and stagnation. Everyone has both feminine and masculine qualities. It's not about what sex you are. Okay, understanding that, that that's that's something that, yeah. So what, what she's saying is we need to have balance within the both. But um, she's talking about the energies, not so much that one person can't exist without the other. But I mean, if, if I find other stuff to that like I said I will just like back off if I need to but here says here are some qualities of the divine feminine right and this is these are the qualities I want us to explore this is a great going to be a great segue I'm going to start pulling from divine feminine because I have two decks I have the goddess um hold on let me see if I I have my favorite ones close to me here so this one this one is, yeah, I have goddess power oracles. That one is 52 cards and the guidebook. And then I also have the divine feminine deck. And I also, yeah, I think just those two and two alone, if I pull a card, you know, like maybe every two to three days and we explore the qualities of the divine feminine, that's going to really help us to check, tune in. Are we bringing these qualities to the table? Right. So, but here are the nine qualities that are listed in this article. So intuitive. And I really want to challenge us to, to rise to the bar on this because, Um, I will also say this. I think that we're a little bit kind of like boy crazy um, when it comes to our spirituality. Um, and I'm ready for us to kind of like move on to other things that have to do with ourselves. And also... Bruno! And also as it pertains to our starseed children, Right. So we're going to be talking about practical ways to look at, are we being intuitive, you know, on the workplace, in our relationships, with ourselves, with our decision making? Are we practicing practicing intuition? Okay. The other one is heart centered. And that one, I think we all gravitate towards it. And we all think that it has to do with our divine masculine and, and, you know, am I being loving to him? And am I doing this, that, and the third? And I'm going to challenge it too, because I think that sometimes, like with this one, I could tell you right off the, the rip, 
um, if you think I'm going to coddle you, like I'm really not the divine feminine for you because that heart centered has to do with, I'm going to look at it through the lens of, are you being heart centered for yourself? And are you being heart centered for any children that are going to come out of this union that are going to be star seed? You know, I mentioned it in another peak uh, podcast, but I'm going to put it out there that you are responsible for creating trash epigenetics and spiritual cocktail for your starsy children to have to fight an uphill battle because you are able to be quote unquote heart centered with this masculine who's discarded you, leaving you abandoned, you know not appreciating your value it's one thing if you're an adult and you deal with it and you know you already have your you know two-parent home or your parent situation where you grew up and you have attachment issues and you have abandonment issues and you understood that that contributes to who you are today but then you go and you create a child with this person who is not going to be here for this child's birthdays, Christmases, you know, and paying attention to their school assignments, showing them how to be an upstanding citizen, how to be ambitious, how to progress the mission. That's not fair to star seed children, right? And that is not heart-centered, right? I think that that's the dark side of being quote-unquote dark-centered. If you really want to say that you're a divine feminine, be heart-centered, have enough heart-centeredness to care about the starseed babies and what you're bringing, you know, what kind of life are you creating for them, right? Another one, compassionate, same thing too. Kind of like I said, I think that me moving forward, I'm going to really be talking about what does compassion really mean, And especially, you know, when you're bringing in the next wave of children, right? Are we being wise? Um, One of the things that had me coming in with fire was um, knowing that I'm coming in, knowing that I'm going to have a new channel, um, still kind of thinking about what I want to do moving forward with this podcast. But are we being wise? You know, um, I heard a story and, and this is nothing new. But it just made me think, I'm like, I'm wondering how many divine feminines out there really think that it's okay for you to leave your daughter at any age, two days old, three weeks old, six months old, 12 months old, nine, 12, 15, 19 years old with a man, okay, saying that it's a babysitter or it's your boyfriend or he has his own children, leaving him alone with her and then the the child the starseed baby ends up getting raped and then now they have to take on that as a part of their spiritual journey unnecessary pain because you weren't being wise right let's really put our feet to the fire and see if we're really standing up to code of what it means to be a divine feminine Here's another one, and I I think it's almost as like I haven't really looked at these, but as I'm looking at it with you now, it's like now let's just really go in accepting. I want to I want us to analyze what that means as a as a divine collective, accepting of who and what and what standards, because the way that I've been seeing this unfold is accepting slash coddling. And I'm really excited to get into these divine feminine uh, traits and goddess traits because we're going to see some that maybe are not as forgiving and some that are not as accepting and some that are not as compassionate. You know, I always, uh, I've been thinking lately, you guys know I grew up in the quote unquote Christian church and it's one of those things where, you know, imagine him coming down to avenge, you know, all the rapists and killers and thieves and murderers and all of this. And he's just about to come set foot. And we're like, no, 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 no. We forgive our enemies. Let's turn the other cheek. And he's like, all right, back the chariots back on up. Let me ascend back up into heaven. And then we go back into affinity with just dealing with with the plundering of the quote unquote innocent people. And there's a whole different complex scenario with that. But even when you read the quote unquote scripture, he says that he's going to come back with so much wrath that there will be blood to the, to the chest of a horse. 
Like that's how much he says he's going to avenge his people for the things, the way they've been mistreated and abused and all the children that we've lost, right? So it's like, are we really going to say that part of being divine is to forgive? And so then now we're not going to have retribution and we're not going to have people held accountable for their actions. Okay. Collaborative. I actually like that one. I like this one collaborative because I've been feeling the impulse to have more people um, from more of the zodiac signs within my sphere and to have engaging conversations. One of the last podcasts I did before I went on my break was talking about individuality and exploring what it means for each of the, like in sense of sun signs, but also North Node, you know, um, and what our mantras are for each of those. Like I perceive, I analyze, I create, I I am, I will, you know, and what do those conversations mean for how we view work and family and love and friendship and parenthood, right? The next one is reflective. Um, Okay, I just realized my mic was up to the top of the head because it moves. Anyways, so um, reflective, right? The divine feminine is reflective. And I love it because I think I had glimpsed it in a previous, right, in today's podcast when I was recording right now, that, um, oh yeah, I think it was in that article where... Um, earlier in this article where it said the woman can become, if we're too feminine, we can be disempowered and stagnant, right? So one way to move out of stagnation and being at a standstill and, and stuck is reflection, okay? I love that because, you know, that allows us to look at where have we come from? Where are we now? And where am I going? Am I on track? You know, um, with again with with my personality it's like i've been looking at things for example what does it mean is it easier to manifest money in a bentley in a mansion than it is to manifest love what does that mean in terms of hurt well we looked at for you to manifest with jupiter jupiter has to do with expansion and wealth and money that's only at like 138 hertz Love is 528 hertz. Now, but with that being said, the the frequency of the gods is 963 um, hertz. So when we start to identify, am I able to manifest even money? Can I manifest enough to take care of myself? And I'm wanting to pull in a 528 type, 28 hertz type of love. I'm not even manifesting money. I'm not even... Um, able to manifest what it means to attract and to be magnetic and to um, create, you know, in my own Eden. And I'm, I'm not even hitting 138 hertz, but I'm over here trying to focus on 528 hertz. And it's like, reflect and start to think about where you are in your journey. Is it practical? Does it make sense? Are you making progress? The next one is creative. So divine feminine qualities of a divine feminine. I love that one. Um, Part of the reason that when women do start their own businesses and um, start on track to be wealthy, one of, and there are several things I want to highlight moving forward, but one of the reasons that women are able to be wealthy is because of creativity and we've been reading from the book the science of getting rich and also um, other books i've been reading throughout the year and they all come back to the same thing the abundance of of creative ideas the abundance of excuse me thinking outside of the box right i was drinking my tea so ooh, look at this one now this is funny Wow. Okay. So some of the qualities of divine feminine. Next one is sensual. Now this one, I'm in the trenches with you reacting to it because one of the things I had on my podcast was the sensual sex, sacred energy exchange Saturdays. I had fun for the few that I did do those. Um, I, I think that I will just allow spirit to lead me. If I do feel the impulse to pull from 
from that deck than I will. Another fun um, moment we have had is exploring like the erotic astrology, right, of um, for each of the signs. But the way that she wrote that book is so unique because she looks at the, the Mars and I believe the Venus. It's Mars, Venus and one other placement, I believe. So I think, you know, that's something that you need to, to, uh, um, reflect on, um, as much as I have been through and especially with the launching of my new, my new podcast, um, we'll be talking a little bit about health on that channel or a lot about health, but one of the components is also sexual health, and not just with each other, but also in our bodies, and the sensuality that comes with it is very important, so I think that I'm I'm even in a place where I can say, yeah, I've been through a little bit of hurt, been through some tears, had some tears on my pillow, but still fully understanding that sensuality is important to your spirituality, if we weren't meant to see and to smell and to taste and to hear and to feel, then we wouldn't be given those senses. And a a lot of times we go through life just seeing but not seeing. I mean, listen, listen, this is, this is, it's almost a crime because one of the things with my, my Scorpio side and a couple of my other placements, I won't go into detail right now, Sex is amazing and you can go into all of the different aspects from when you talk about from even the way that, you know, when you wear the baby dolls and the lingerie, the visual, right? And then you go into setting the atmosphere of the, of the house and the, you know, the smell of the fireplace and the candles and the, you know, what you put in your hair and the, the fragrances you put on your skin and how each other smell, you know, um, the satins and the feel of his skin and the muscles and everything that goes into it, right? And hearing the voices and the moans and their groans and the all of that, right? And the tastes that are associated with it, with feeding each other and all the other stuff that comes into it. It's like those things are important and then you get into... Listen, next lifetime, honey, Tantra, you know, I won't even go into that. I think that I have so many other areas to cultivate, but those things are all important. I would want to encourage you that those of you who are partnered and a little bit more healthy and ready to get back into relationships, the Tantra is important. Um, uh, there's so much, so much beautiful things to explore with that and with each other but um I think that the space I'm in is kind of like I understand that it's important you know and you know it would be almost interesting as I'm sitting here what does that mean for the single person right and I will I do want to go on record for saying this. I think that I, I've seen it in other people. I am not that girl. Just because I'm single, oh no, 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 no. I'm still hair done, nails done, like to smell good, like to have my makeup done, although I'm working towards like not having to wear as much makeup. Part of it is because I would go out to work into corporate, but I like a little bit more of the natural look. So just working with that, but I do like to get dolled up. I still like to wear, and even more so, I think with me being at work, it's like I would wear pants because I'm I'm running around and that type of thing. But now it's like I'm enjoying the dresses and the skirts and the flirty stuff and the colors and everything that comes with that. And still having, you know, the rose baths and still doing my hair and still having the satin sheets and still having the candles. Even as a single person, I think that that's something that we still need to celebrate as a single person. I don't think that just because you don't have a quote unquote love interest in your life that you let yourself go, you know? Um, so yeah, I still, I'm excited to get back and share with you guys like my fitness journey, but I, like I said, I think I'll be divesting it to my, towards my other channel, but, um, getting back to just sharing the progress and different things I've been adding to my diet 
that listen the the collagen is for me like i like looking in the in the mirror and seeing my supple skin i don't care if i don't have a you know a handsome guy to talk to and be like hey babe wait till you get your hands on my skin right my baby bottoms like you know no like it's not that serious like i'm like if it's one thing all the things that you talk about are divine feminine. Like, I am vain. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I like to look good, even if it's for myself. And it's funny. I will say this. Y'all know I love my grand aunt. But even, um, and I've said it before, but she was up until the age of 99. But when I tell you she liked to have her hair done, nails done, she liked nice things. You couldn't take her outside just looking any in any way, Okay. Um, and you know, it was nice for me to see that aspect of her in my family. Um, you know, that, that is one family member that I, I love and cherish very much. And I'm, I was so blessed to just have her. And when you think about the twinkle in her eye, her smile, her sense of humor, her warmth, right. But next, um, divine feminine trait is kind, you know, Um, and so again, it's one of those things where being kind to who, what does kindness mean? We're going to explore that moving forward. What does gentleness, gentleness mean? And you kind of, if you're wanting to grow with me, then you're more than welcome to, but I can tell you right off the bat, I'm in a place where to me, those things are conditional. I know it's not the most popular um, stance. Um, but when I think those two words, when I think of kindness and gentleness, again, I'm going to go back to my starseed babies. You know, we're so obsessed with who's that man in, in our bed and that type of thing. And listen, y'all mess around, come back in five years and find out your girl, you know, in five years, give me five years, you know, but what about our children? What about the parenting aspects? What about the gentleness? You know, I think that um, <clears throat> when you think about parenting, you know, how many gentle words have you spoken to your children? How many kind words have you said with your children? You know, that that is going to be my default you know, and then the next tier would be, okay, you could even extend it to people that you work with. What does it mean to be kind or gentle or to be kind and gentle with, with people that, you know, like I always talk about the cashier and the waitress and and other people like that, right? And I'm not saying not to be kind with... um uh, a, a, a love interest. I think that what's happening is we're a little bit, um, there's an imbalance, right? Because I, and, and I, I want to be wrong in this, um, but I want to address it. It's like, I think that sometimes we say, well, I'm going to be kind and gentle to my divine masculine when he's not being kind and gentle to you. Or we're normalizing, um, I don't know, just normalizing things that are not healthy relationships. I want us to have healthy relationships and I want us to be logical and practical. And I want us to apply, if anything, apply these things in the things that matter. Like I said, my things as I'm, as I'm getting ready to to log off here is um I already put him to bed but there has to be like a little kitty cat out there (laughs) hold on Bruno okay so but and the things that matter right um and it's for future generations and what that means and what that looks like. Um, was there something else I was going to say? Is it, you know, I want to make sure that it's practical. What does it look like in everyday sense? Um, we're going to be talking about what it looks like on the job, what it looks like 
at work? What does it look like with people on the park bench, you know, type of a thing. Um, so yeah, I think this is a perfect segue. Um, I probably might do one more mini teeny tiny podcast, kind of just sharing what I'll, what I will be doing. Um, but I can say it here in the sense that I'm going to start pulling, um, cards from the goddess deck and the divine feminine card deck. And I have a bunch of other cards that I can always use to, um, kind of supplement, to supplement the messages. And I'm always reading behind the scenes and listening to audiobooks. So we're going to continue to explore the traits of the divine feminine moving forward on this podcast. And then I'm still, um, I, I'm working behind the scenes, but I'm going to launch my new podcast um, with the new moon in Pisces. And um, I'm not sure if I want to merge the two, you know, this one and that one. I think in some ways I want to just leave that one as a standalone. And if you find me, then that means that our hearts were on the same path and you're meeting me at that frequency. <clears throat> it's kind of how I feel right now. I kind of feel like... Um, I will launch that podcast. And if you. I don't know. It's okay. If if you meet me there. Then that means we're on that same frequency. And you're ready for me on that level. And. Um, we will take it and run with it. But. Um, that That's kind of where my thoughts are with that. But for this one. I will. What I will do is I'm going to finish out reading um, How Rich People Think and The Science of Getting Rich. And once those two books are done, I'm going to leave those aspects alone and just see where things are with the Divine Feminine and the Goddess. There are 52 cards, um, I believe, in both decks. So we have at least the rest of 2022 for me to kind of just stay in that thread. Um, and then on my other channel, then I will talk more about things that are more in alignment with, with those aspects and those types of things. So those are my thoughts, but yeah, so just wanted to come back in. This is perfect, like the perfect pillow or, or segue into the, you know, what you'll, the kind of oracles you'll see on this podcast. We're going to be exploring all things divine feminine and I'm like you already can see some of the topics that I'm talking about but I want to keep grounding us and making sure does it make sense are we doing it in the areas that matter at some point it's not going to be just all about him and that the man it's like like I said what's going on with our parenting what's going on with our children what's going on with our business what's going on with our community right what is going on with their mission? And I'm super excited because, you know what, just for the fun of it, like, let me just pull from, from one, um, oh, I think I, yeah, I took out the, the guidebook because I keep this one by my bed. So let's just pull a card because, you know, what's so funny is I think that when we start to read these stories, we're going to see that maybe not all of them you know, where the definition of what we call compassionate or kind or, or, or gentle, sometimes you have to, to be assertive, right? And in the protection of who? And so yeah, that one. Ooh, this one. Yeah, and I love it. Like you guys, we're gonna have fun with these. I remember when we pulled that one, right? Let me just shuffle until a card comes out. This is probably going to be a little bit long. I don't want to make it too long. Here we go. No, we can't pull all of them. No, we cannot. Rebirth, 25. Rebirth. Other one is liberation, but I can tell that one, y'all, it's going to be funny. Let's see when liberation comes back up again. But this is exactly what I was talking about when I want us to revisit what does liberation mean for the divine feminine, it's not going to be all this kumbaya type of energy. Oh, yes. Yes, this is Kali. And that's, oh my gosh, you cannot make this stuff up. Kali. 
oh my goodness but she she's below this one this one oh wow yeah card below that shot key transformation what do these things mean you cannot make this stuff up first card that but you know because a bunch of them fell out right y'all this is what this is what we're going to be talking about moving forward in 2022 a bunch of them fell out card on the top was rebirth card below that was kali liberate liberation i already oof kali is going to shake have some of y'all shaking in your boots because this is divine feminist a goddess card below that shadki transformation card below that apona why wise leadership right oh no you cannot make this stuff up oh my god you guys card below that radical acceptance Bruh, you can't make this up one of the, the traits on here was acceptance number 45 that's number nine and just i can't i am gonna be putting up um pictures i'm gonna commit myself to doing that for the rest of 2022 i have a little um like a little shadow box to put them in and i can even put gems with them and i will start putting them up and because i'm using wordpress i will have the wordpress to where you can go and look at the rest of the cards i pull on the deck and you can see what i'm looking at but with this one you can tell she's in warrior mode why would she be in warrior mode talking about radical acceptance right card below that earth gaia that might mean that we need to talk about recycling that would be interesting but yeah and then i had put them on top of the the um the rest of them there so at some point all of these are all ooh yeah that was part of the Wow. Wow. Rebirth. This one's going to be a little bit long. Let me see if I can pull from the guidebook what it says about rebirth. Because when I tell you this is just giving, it is just giving, honey. It is giving. Hold on. Let me turn up the lights a little bit on this one. And that one is um, Isis. Isis 67. Empowerment message. The process of soul retrieval, resurrection and rebirth is the theme recurrent through the stories of the Egyptian goddess Isis and one that she invites you to address now. This is a powerful moment to see some of what you thought you'd lost through the process of regeneration to live again. Like magic, the pieces of you that were considered lost in old wounds and stories are ready to be reclaimed Oh, reclaimed in a healthier, more mature version. Y'all, this, when I tell you I'm in the trenches for you, this one is also a message for me too, because I'm coming out of a week of um, silence and looking for clarity and moving away from the old things and ready for the rebirth and reclaiming the old wounds and the stories and ready to be reclaimed in a healthier, more mature version. I'm in the trenches with you. getting this message it says where you were hopeless now there is hope where you lost faith you have the capacity for even more now where there was inequity and injustice now you can see a better way where you were abandoned now you can choose you you are ready to face these parts of yourself and to gather them together as you step into a newer more powerful version of yourself Y'all, I'm so sentimental. (laughs) You are ready to face these parts of yourself and to gather them together as you step into a newer, more powerful version of yourself and your work and your relationships and your creativity. Remember, that was one of the words you read in the article and your creativity. (sighs) 
Have courage. Let go of blame. Claim your accountability and then co-create something better. Remember, we're in control. The locus of control lies within us. You can do that. Or you can do this. The goddess Isis has come to help you as a potent supporter in your growth. The alignment message here is the goddess Isis with her powers of reincarnation has a message for you. You are not broken. Oh, that is so beautiful. You are not broken. You are not wounded beyond healing. Oh, who wrote this? Um, it doesn't say, it just as illustrated by. Damn, this is good. You are not wounded beyond healing. Wow, I know that has to hit. For, I'm, I'm allowing myself to feel the waves for as much as is responsible. But I know I'm on this podcast, so I'm going to have to marinate on this afterwards. But sometimes it can feel like we are so wounded that we, you know, kind of feel we'll piece things together. But at the end of the day, we're not so far irreparable that we cannot heal. It says, and opportunities are not necessarily, and opportunities are not necessarily lost forever, right? They will come again. They'll be born again. I love that. Your insistence on defining yourself by your losses and wound stories are not serving you now. Mm, A whole word. Your alignment task is to fully accept things as they are. Choose. To find a way to put the pieces back together. Let die what doesn't serve you. That that is something that might sound kind of shadow and dark. Let die what doesn't serve you. Right? That's Kali Mog type of energy. Let die what doesn't serve you. And focus on what works. There is so much goodness to come from this situation, even if this moment you feel trapped. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Talk about rebirth. And I mean, if anybody's going to tell you that feeling trapped is kind of like when you none of us remember, thankfully, when we're being birthed and we're there for hours in the birth canal, you know, and you hear all the nurses and the staff and your dad and your mom and everybody cheering you on to, to come into life. And it can feel, you can feel the pressure all around you. But it's like, babies have sensory, they can scent tell when there's light. And so um, when you use a flashlight or turn light on and off and that type of thing, but there's like that light, you know, you're most part most babies come out head first right and so you can feel yourself going to the light and it's like that's where we're at right now there's light at the end of the tunnel it's like there's even more it says there's so much goodness to come from the situation even if in this moment you feel trapped right and I hope that even as I shared my stories in the past, and I'm, I won't be revisiting them very much, very few and far between, I think, moving forward. But the, the podcaster there, and for those of you who've been with me, um, I just want to highlight and show, yeah, it got dark. Went through a year-long depression, a little bit like over a year. Deep, dark depression, one day I'll um I'll talk about it, but again I think it would be better in a Patreon with the group of people that I know will understand and I can drive home the point. Not to for you to boohoo and feel sorry for me, but to show that that's when they say that you feel trapped in this moment, even if in this moment you feel trapped, you don't stay there forever, baby. Like, no. You it's squeezing you and pushing you to to better things to better opportunities to be reborn coming out of you know 
the darkness, the darkness served its purpose the same way that a, an embryo, like a womb does, served its purpose. Very dark in there, but you were getting the nutrients you needed to be, have strong lungs and, you know, strong legs and to, to be able to live in this new realm, right? So definitely want to co-sign on that message of hope. It says, the goddess Isis wants only the best for you. As your fierce ally, she will challenge you when you go off track. She will pick up, so pick up the pieces, tell a new story, and find home again. She will be amazed at how beautiful, you will be amazed at how beautiful things come together when you reject the trap created by the stories you tell yourself, you have the key. Use it. Y'all, when I tell you I love this stuff, I love this stuff. And when I tell you I'm in the trenches with you, I'm in the trenches with you. Not in a struggle spirituality type of way, but I am, I am, maybe if we think about it in a temple, you know, and you go to the temple and you learn and you sit at the feet of those the ascended masters, I am right there, you know, with my notebook out, ready to learn, ready to accept the challenge and to get on task and to look at the bigger picture and to get mission oriented, right? And um, looking forward to the new stories for you and for I, right? So many gems in here, but we will continue to have these messages and explore what is divine femininity and are we um coming up to code you know um to what a, a true divine feminine is in 2022 okay so know that i love each and every one of you i'm happy to be back um i will be doing how rich people think on monday and signs of getting rich on thursday and a couple of oracles on um, surrounding the divine feminine so super excited and just a reminder too if you're in your personal life and you need to take a week off to get some clarity then do it and also take advantage of the new moon as a great opportunity to launch something new coming up on march 2nd all right peace out Ooh wait okay there i knew there was one more okay and i love this deck too um it is actually, it's in my room. I have them throughout my room and I do use them. I do spoil myself with them. But yes, the other deck is the African Goddess Rising Oracle 44 card deck. Um, it's among like my top three because um, I like that one. I also like the Abundance deck and... At this point, like I said, I love all my decks, but yeah, so we will also be pulling from the Divine Feminine, um, from the African Goddess Rising Oracle by Abiola Abrams, and I, uh, you will probably see in the thumbnail, I used my shadow box, I think is what they call it, to share the picture of Isis for the rebirth, but I cannot wait to start sharing the ones from this deck. The picture, the imagery is... Uh, spectacular right and um and i uh was next time i'll have more time to play around with the crystals and and some of the jewelry and the bracelets that i've made and put them with the cards and whatnot but um yes we will also be pulling from her deck as well so super duper excited looking forward to the rest of 2022 and i love it because i think the, the spectrum between the three is, is goddess, divine feminine, and African goddess. And, <clears throat> you know, it's it's the difference between, you know, different ways of strength, courage, mission, but also beauty and luxury and opulence. And that's when I get when I think of the African goddess rising oracle. Ah, so cute. Cannot wait. All right. Until the next one. Peace. Peace.